One of the things that I love about podcasting and content creation over time is that once you start feeling like things are a little stale or you're not quite interested in doing things the way you've always done them, you can change things up. So today I want to introduce a new segment and uh, it's a little bit different. We've actually had this segment around for a long time. Previously, we called it questions from the community where I would read to you a comment that I got on social media or an email or something that was directed at me in some sort of community asking about podcasting or content creation. Well, today we actually have an audio clip from someone in this audience, and I'm so excited to share it with you, but also help out more people that have these exact same questions. So if you are interested in submitting your question, then I want you to go to podinbox.com forward slash the profit podcast, because there you can submit your question and have a shout out on the show, just like you're going to hear today's audio clip from Swapna. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? Hey, Crystal, it's Swapna. I don't have a podcast yet, but my question for you is, I've noticed lately in 2023 that everybody, and I mean everybody, either is starting a podcast or wants to start a podcast, which makes me think that podcasts are what blog posts and blogs were in maybe 2009 and 2010. What do you think is the future of podcasting? especially since it's turning out to be quite a saturated space with so many new people entering this arena. I would love to know your tips on standing out or whether uh, we should just wait to dip our toes into the podcast pool. Thank you. This is so fun because Swabna is someone that I have known her, known of her from being in Amy Porterfield's circle in her orbit. Um, she's done a lot of fun things with Amy and been in Momentum and other communities. And so thank you so much, Swabna. First of all, just for being able to submit a question like this, because I know that it's sometimes hard to ask these questions in a way that you maybe feel a little bit vulnerable saying like, hey, you know, I've been wanting to start a podcast, but is it too late for me? And to your question specifically, this is something that I have seen every single year for the last five years that I've been doing this. People are saying, am I too late to the game? And I want to tell you a quick story real fast, and it has specifically to do with 2018. So it was in 2018, and there were 500,000 podcasts. And I remember having that exact same feeling. Like, oh, it's too late. Like 500,000? Like, that is a lot of podcasts. And I just remember thinking, like, it's already too late. 
Like, I just don't even know that I can do this. I feel like the market's already saturated. And now it's funny because I didn't even have it pulled up. I'm like, hang on, let me let me see how many podcasts there are today. So as of 2023, the statistic is there's around 2 million podcasts. So I can say that your fear, like of like worrying, like oh, are there like is the market already so saturated? I had these exact same feelings back in 2018. But I will tell you the awesome thing about podcast in comparison to other forms of content that people consume is you don't typically find someone that listens to one podcast and that's all they listen to. You really don't. Like for me, for example, I think that I'm subscribed to 30 or 40 podcasts. Now, I don't listen to them every single week. Like I'm not getting through 30 hours of podcasts every single week. I mean, sometimes I am. I'll be very honest. Sometimes I do. If I'm traveling, I've got a lot of driving going on, but I am not so selective in the podcast that I listen to that I only listen to one. So I bring this up because it's different than other mediums because maybe you're on Instagram, like, right, this is a great comparison platform here. If you're on Instagram, maybe you're following one or two life coaches or one or two business owners that you admire, right? Because you don't want to have too many mentors in your head or you don't want to follow too many people. But for me personally, If I find a podcast topic that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was there, I'm going to devour it and I'm going to find more like it. And I think that that is how we should think about it. So you made the comparison to blogging, right? Blogging back in the day, I know exactly what you're talking about when the quote unquote mommy blog category exploded, especially around the time that Pinterest started, you saw a very much a saturation of the market where even then, because I remember this, this was 2014, 2015, I was thinking, you know, should I start a blog, but it's too saturated. And I think the trick is, and I was just telling someone about this the other day, and actually I was writing it, I'm redoing the Profit Podcasting course, and I started thinking about this concept of having a broad topic with a niche audience. Because people will tell you, niche down, niche down, and most of the time you're like, yeah, but what the heck does that mean? Or how am I supposed to do that? And so what I'm saying is, Pick a broad topic that appeals to a lot of people, but find that little sliver of the market where you can stand out. So let me give you a few ideas about this, because this may be very vague to a lot of people listening, or it may be something where you're like, that's still not clear enough. I need some examples. So here are some examples. Let's pretend that you are in real estate. So if you're in real estate That is a very, very broad market, right? You could talk about financial, like investment real estate. You could talk about being a broker. You could talk about like the back end, like title company work. I have a lot of like people in my family that have done like very specific, like the contracts, like the legal contracts and having all that set up. Like there's a lot of different angles. It could be land 
real estate, right? You're not even selling homes. You're selling ranches or really large acres of property. Like there's so many different ways that you can go about it. So take this very broad, large topic and niche it down to something very specific. So instead of just saying, oh, I have a podcast about real estate, I could say, oh, I have a real estate podcast that is specific to landowners in the Houston area. That's a very specific audience, right? Like, because if, if you don't live in Houston or you're not someone that's interested in buying real estate in Houston, like, boom, you've already self-selected out of that potential market. And I know somebody's like listening and saying, oh my gosh, but that sounds like I'm cutting off this whole category of people that could potentially listen to my podcast. And I'm going to say, yeah, you are. And that's okay. That's okay because you don't want people listening to your podcast that are just kind of wishy-washy, like, oh, I listen to it sometimes. Like, you want diehard fans. You want diehard fans. And I know that can sound a little like, oh, like, I don't I don't know that I'm ready for that. But at the end of the day, that's what's going to be the driving force in helping your podcast make a difference. Because people won't remember a very broad real estate podcast. I'm here to share with you some real estate tips. No, you're going to listen to the one that says, all right, I have the local scoop on the market in Houston. Here's what you need to look out for. Here's the legislation that's going to be passing and it's going to affect A, B, and C. And then the land development over the next five years looks like this. Like You want someone that has the inside scoop on what you're interested in, not someone that's like, oh, hey, I'll be super vague with you and I'll share these high level. No, You want that super specific audience that is looking for exactly what you have to offer. So that's a real estate example. Let's go for something that is in the fashion and beauty area. So when I think about fashion and beauty, this is not my expertise, which is why I picked it because this is like I'm very much going from the broad knowledge that I have, which is minimal, (laughs) very minimal. This is, I'm out of my, I'm sweating actually right now. I drank my coffee right before this and I'm like, oh my gosh, why we brought up fashion and beauty. I'm sweating. I'm glad I put on some deodorant before I ever started recording because now like I'm actually uncomfortable talking about this because this is way out of my element. This is not something that I have a ton of knowledge about, but I know enough to be dangerous that if you have the category of fashion and beauty, You could approach it from the angle of, are you talking to hairstylists and makeup artists or more specifically people that are in the industry of getting people ready for photo shoots or TV appearances or all kinds of other things? You could be talking to someone. Here's Okay, here's how we take fashion and beauty and get uber, uber specific. You could specialize in being a makeup artist that travels to photography locations and gets content creators ready for their shoots, whether they're creating content for YouTube, they're creating ads, they're creating Instagram reels, they're creating TikToks, like whatever. That is a very, very specific market, but you're taking this very broad industry of fashion and beauty or even being a makeup artist, hairstylist, and you're narrowing it down on the audience that you serve. So don't get so overwhelmed in the market's saturated. For those of you listening that you want to have a marketing podcast, I trust me, I've looked at this and I'm like, the marketing category is 
very much saturated, but you have to find what is your angle? What is your angle? Do you help brick and mortar businesses with their marketing? Do you help people do direct mail marketing, right? Like something very specific. Do you help people create QR codes that they put on stickers that they put on their packages so they get better Amazon reviews whenever they ship their products? Like (laughs) these things are so, so, so specific. So even if you're starting with the broad category of marketing, you can break it down into how you want to serve your audience, your audience. And I know it can be scary to niche down, but when you get super, super specific, again, you're not trying to appeal to the huge market of people that are going to be wishy-washy listeners. You're trying to find those people that are going to be raving fans of your show. The people that are tagging you on Instagram and they're like, oh my gosh, this episode was so, so good. You have to go listen. Or they're copying the URL and they're texting it to their friends and they're saying, you have to listen to this. Or other people that they know in the industry, they're at a network event and they're like, I just found this amazing podcast. You have to go check it out. It is life-changing. These are the pieces of podcast and content marketing that people often forget because word of mouth marketing is really hard. Let's just be really honest. It is super hard to get people talking about your content and being as excited as you really truly want them to be, but it's also the most powerful. It is the absolute thing that can take you from I've been doing this for a while and I don't think anybody's listening to, I had one person share it with 50 people at a conference and now I have a hundred new downloads in less than 24 hours. Like it is very powerful to see this, something that you just think is like, oh, you know, like I should, I should do this, but I shouldn't do this. Like I'm on the fence. Like it's been done before and it's been done by people that look like me and this and that. This is another really good point. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Whenever you say a market is saturated, I always look at what makes me different. What makes me different? So this is a great example. I have people tell me all the time that there are other podcast courses out there and other podcast coaches, content coaches, and so many people that do what I do specifically. And I can get into my own head about that and think, well, where are my millions of followers? Where are my millions of downloads? But at the end of the day, what I have to offer above those other people that are doing similar things in my industry is my story and my way of doing things because that appeals to you. Yes, you listening to this podcast, it appeals to you. Otherwise, you would have turned it off. (laughs) 
You would have turned it off in the first 30 seconds of this episode if you heard my voice and you're like, ugh, she is too Texan for me, or she is too loud, or what is she even talking about? She's talking about these new segments and you can change things. If someone's like super rigid and they just want rules and someone to tell you, this is exactly how you do it, don't step away from this, like this is the only way to do it, it's my way or the highway, like... Sorry, that's not my jam. Like you're you've got the wrong girl. That's not the way that we do things around here. We tell people there are guidelines, but there are no rules to creating a podcast. There are no rules to being a business owner in the sense that you can't do it your own way. I'm a firm believer that if you do it your way and you add your stories, your personality, your experiences to anything that you're creating, by definition, you will stand out because you will have applied you to your content. And no one can be you, Swapna, or whoever is listening to this. There is only one of you. Your different ways of looking at things, your perspective, or the way that you apply knowledge. Because I know there's a lot of people listening that have similar to what I teach, like maybe you're in the educating kind of space, maybe in a totally different industry, but you're trying to educate people to either, you know, maybe it's the top of your funnel for your podcast, and you're trying to get them to be uh, customers or other people that are going to buy your products or they're going to join your memberships, buy your programs. Like that is a big majority of this audience. And you're trying to get people to trust you. And the way that you do that is you share more of you. Share more of you. Like think about it. Like don't you trust someone if in the first few minutes of meeting them, you learn something. Even if it's a small detail about themselves, you're like, oh, that's kind of who this person is, right? I hate stereotyping people, but I can usually tell if I'm in a social setting and I'm like, oh, this person's really uncomfortable because they don't like being around other people. Or maybe they're a nervous talker. So this is what I can do to kind of use my interviewing skills or my, you know, being able to, I mean, I've talked to thousands of people, y'all, so many people in the content space that I can read somebody pretty quickly and determine whether I need to to ask them a bunch of questions to help them feel comfortable or if I just need to shut up and kind of just keep my distance. Like these are the things that you learn from having hundreds and hundreds of interviews. But I just think it's super, super important that you look at what you can bring to the table because at the end of the day, that is how you are going to stand out. That's how you're going to look at the saturated market and say, you know what? There is not someone that looks just like me, or there's not someone that has had my experience, or if they have, they're not talking about it. Why aren't they talking about it? I know for me, for instance, I have a digital marketing background. I I say that with a question mark because I'm like, kind of? I mean, the reason why I say kind of is because I'm a traditionally trained marketer, meaning I went to college and I learned how to give a presentation to a corporate office. I learned how to create really nice business cards and I learned how to shine at networking events. I think I've told this story before, but I had to go to etiquette school. Have I told this story? I don't know. Now I'm like questioning, like, have I told this? Yeah, that was part of our marketing program. I was part of this 
organization, or maybe it was just the extracurricular activity. That's what it was. It wasn't part of like our curriculum to like graduate, like you have to do this or you can't graduate. It was part of our, um, it, I was in Students of Free Enterprise or SIFE is what it's called. And I had to do this etiquette dinner or like we practiced like all these etiquette things. And then we had like an etiquette banquet. And I will never forget this. I wish you could see my hands right now. So I want you to like, don't do this if you're driving, right? <laughs> if, if you're running or you're something like if you're in a place where you're sitting down or you're standing, I want you to put both of your hands out in front of you. And I want you to take your left hand and your index finger and your thumb and put them together. And then I want you to take your right hand and take your index finger and your thumb and put them together. And you will notice that on your left hand, it looks like the letter B. And on your right hand, it looks like the letter D. So if you are ever in a situation where you're at a conference or a super fancy restaurant and you're like, which drink is mine or which bread is mine, you will look down at your hands and say, oh, the B is on my left hand, so that is my bread. And the D is on my right hand, so that is my water to the right of me. Y'all, I don't think I've ever shared this story like, all the way. And I'm laughing so hard right now because this is the thing. Like, This is what I learned in my traditional marketing was how to network with people. I didn't learn anything about funnels. I didn't learn about email lists. I didn't learn about podcasts. I didn't learn about websites. I didn't learn about any of that stuff. But I'm able to come on this show, on my YouTube channel, in, you know, in my email list, on social, and share the things that I do know from having a traditional marketing background and apply them to content creation, apply them to digital marketing and help you. And that is one of my spins. That's not even the main spin, obviously, because I don't think I've ever shared that story on here before. But it is something that I bring to the table. On top of that, I've been a stay-at-home mom for a long time that was just trying to figure out what am I supposed to do with my life. I have shared about having three boys. I've shared about all kinds of things. Y'all, Y'all, this year, I haven't talked about this in a long time, but this year in November, I will have been 10 years without a drink. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for me. I don't necessarily talk about like, oh, I've been sober for 10 years. I mean, that is a way that you can look at it because I haven't had a drop of alcohol in 10 years as of this November. But that's another angle that if I wanted to bring that into my content on a regular basis, I could talk about it more. And actually, if you want to hear more about that side of my life, like send me a DM and we could talk about it. And maybe I'll share more on the podcast in the future. But it's just another way that I'm bringing myself to this podcast. And that is how I will stand out from all the other podcasts that are talking about similar things. So I want to wrap this up. Like, let's put like a pretty nice little bow on this topic today because Swapna, I want you to walk away from this episode feeling more comfortable with the thought that your market isn't saturated. And if it is, well, hang on, let's take that back because that almost sounds like patronizing, right? I don't want to sound patronizing that you're wrong. Like, you're wrong, silly goose. Your market isn't saturated. Maybe it is. But the way that you combat that fear or that idea or maybe that imposter syndrome that you're not good enough to create a podcast in your niche, you say, 
you know what? No one is doing what I could do. No one has the same experience, the same stories, the same strategies that I have, and they need to hear them. And you know what? Forget everybody else. We don't need those wishy-washy fans, right? This is my second point. We don't need the wishy-washy fans. We want those raving fans that are like, oh my gosh, Swapna created this incredible podcast and I cannot wait. Like you have to listen to it. You're not even in this industry, but you should listen to it because it is so dang good. That is what you want. And you just got to bring you to it. Bring you, bring your stories, bring your energy, bring all the amazing things that make up who you are as a person. And I used to not talk about this a lot because I was very much in the mindset of teach and go, right? It's almost like I'm like posting the how-to list on the door and I'm walking away and saying, bye, you know, fend for yourselves. Here's what I did. Good luck. But I've noticed the more that I add in story, the more that I tell you dumb little things like, you know, make a circle with your thumb and your finger and this is your bread, this is your drink. Like the more that I add that into my content, the more people reach out to me and say, thank you so much for sharing that. Or I had no idea. Like I'm so grateful that you told that story because it made me feel less awkward or it made me understand something for the very first time. And that's why I keep showing up. So I hope that this encourages you today. And if you want to be featured as a new segment, then I hope that you submit something at our pod inbox page. So I'm going to link in the show notes to it. But again, it's podinbox.com forward slash the profit podcast. You can record a video, you can record an audio clip like Swapno did, but we have a few more coming up in the coming weeks and I cannot wait to share them with you. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure you are subscribed or following the podcast wherever you are listening right now. And I would love it if you would take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, like tag me in your stories and let me know what you thought about today's episode. But as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 